All right. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Re- Revelation Wellness. This is not a revving the word. These are just more conversations for us to have with you. Um, keep your heart burning for more of Christ in your life. And I have the pleasure today of doing a little community because with me today is one of our Revelation Wellness instructors. Name is Jamie Ewan. And she is going to be sharing with us her experience in an event that we call Rim to Him. It's a one-day trek (laughs) across the Grand Canyon. Maybe some of you have seen it, heard of it, been interested in it, uh, saw it on our website. And it uh, here's what I'm not interested in doing today. We're not here to promote the event itself. It just it's really a tool. Everything we do in this ministry is a tool to get people's hearts. more complete, healthy, and whole in the love of Christ. So the stories that come out of the canyon, and we all know, it says in Revelations, that we're saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So the blood of the Lamb is there's nothing we can do. That's already done. But the sharing of testimony is powerful. So I am excited to introduce you to Jamie. So Jamie, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. You are. It is so fun. Yes, we're doing this. You're my first interview. Oh, no pressure. No pressure. I told her (laughs) we're just going to hang out. We're going to talk a little bit about what she experienced in that Canyon Day. But first, before we get going, uh, share a little bit about who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a mother to seven, seven, wife to one. Yes, yeah, seven. <laughs> you have to give us a second. Every time we hear that, we go, <gasps> okay. I pause. Yes. I just let it kind of sink in for everybody for a minute. And then if you can see me, I look like I'm 16. So yes, it kind does. of throws people off a little more. <laughs> Truth, I bet. Yeah, so I have three biological children, and they are the youngest three. And they range from two to 10. And then I have four that are adopted through foster care locally here. Um, four different stories completely and um, four crazy journeys that the Lord has brought us through um, and created our family. So uh, my husband is a police officer here locally Mm -hmm. and uh, he currently works the night shift and I work the 24-7 shift. (laughs) (laughs) I know that shift. I've been on it myself for about 20 years. (laughs) Feels that way. Yep, and I am, I, like you said, I'm a Revelation Wellness instructor. I currently teach a 5.30 a.m. boot camp, and I have 32 lovely ladies right now that That's are working amazing. out with me three That's times amazing. a week. When God Incredible. called you into Revelation Wellness uh, instructor training, did you think he was a little cuckoo or crazy, or did you, did you go jump right in and say yes? I said yes, but I was... I had a different plan for it. I had a lot of different plans for it than what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought I, my first question was when I first found Rev. I'm like, is this too cheesy? Like, oh, can I you do fitness faith? Right? You. And oh, I was I like, hear I, you. I don't do cheesy. And, Amen. you know, I'm, and no, you know, changed. Yeah. 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 Everything. <laughs> if, if any of you have listened to the Revelation Wellness, the testimony of Revelation Wellness, I talk about that. And I said no from the very beginning because of the cheese factor. I thought, oh, yeah. can't do it, God. I'm too cool for that. So I'm grateful that you lost your dignity to some extent and gave it a, gave it a risk and a go. And it's been fun to watch you grow. Thank you. Uh, I have grown. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> 
So tell us a little bit. Um, you did rim to him with us just just about two weeks ago when we. Oh, I don't even think a week. Well, maybe one a week, week ago. We one week ago. And um, tell us how that came about. Like, why did you do it? How did that unfold for you? Well, <laughs> kind of the whole underlying theme of this story is um, going to be. You know, you have to hold your hands, both your hands open like this to the Lord and let him, you may think you have a plan or a way and he's just going to kind of um, do his own thing because it's going to be so much better. We weren't planned to, we were not scheduled to do Rim to Him. Mm-hmm. We were not originally signed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most of your people have been signed up for a year in advance before they go. They almost, almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. A year. So you had um, like, what, two months ago. Yeah, uh, some people had to drop out, mm-hmm. and you posted it into the family, like our Revelation Wellness Instructor family area, saying, "Hey, you know, you kind of need to be. We have some openings, but here's the deal: you need to be physically fit. Mm-hmm. Like you need mm-hmm. to have been doing this. Yeah, and and, um, and on. I'm gonna be honest. I am not hiking is not my my thing, <laughs> but." <laughs> Rev has done some amazing things, um, not just for me, but for my family. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't just do the original instructor training. You guys continue to teach us well after beyond the training. And mm-hmm. you offered it to our spouses. And my husband went to, through a leadership training that you guys did mm-hmm. with your amazing Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that training, the Lord revealed to my husband, uh, who has never had these types of visions um, you know, the God has never had God speak to him so clearly and told him you were going to do a backpacking hiking ministry. Wow. So, um, there was, so I uh, have been watching my husband go through this kind of like, kind of, he watched me for the year going through instructor training, watching me kind of do all this really cool stuff and the Lord doing things in me. And, and, um, I think he was at that point where he was satisfied finding his worth through his work, you know, and just yeah. trying to fit those in. But this is the, so anyways, I'm making a long, story long um so when you said that i immediately thought of my husband mm-hmm. and you because i was like well can somebody had said can spouses do it too and so we i just said tj hey <laughs> this thing opened up and he's like yes 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 and i'm like well i don't know if they're gonna do like a draw the hat uh-huh. type thing or uh-huh. how and leah just um the coo miss leah just said if there's an opening sign up yeah uh, and so we tried to actually sign up for Sunday because we knew that was the more difficult hike mm-hmm. and um, we couldn't. It showed two spots and it said, and it wasn't letting us for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. And so I signed up. We were like, you know, we're just going to be confident and trust the Lord that Monday is going to be the day we go. And Leah said, you know, if there's an opportunity, maybe we'll put you in on Sunday's hike. But we kind of just let that go. So that's kind of how all of a sudden we were in and everybody else had already been training. So we kind of just came into this really last second like God just opened the door and we said yes (laughs) and you really so you felt really connected that your husband TJ um, Mm -hmm. that he was this could be an opportunity for him to really get after a little bit of what God spoke to him Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. So let me just clarify, in case you you don't know what Rim to Him is, if I said a little bit at the beginning, it is a six-month training process. So they jumped in at the very last, last two months. That's why we went just to our instructor page, because I knew I could be a little bit more honest with you guys, and, <laughs> and I could set the bar, and you guys would honor it and know, oh, she means business, because it is the Grand Canyon that we're trying to cross in one day. 
They're absolutely, I've kind of said the Lord, the Grand Canyon to me is a lot like um, the fear of the Lord. Um, fear is not something that should cause us to, sh the fear of the Lord is not something that causes us to shrink and pull back. It's actually something that he's so awesome and amazing that you want to look at, you want to come as close as possible without falling in because there is a fear. There's a reverent and holy, he is God. And I feel like when everyone stares at the Grand Canyon, you cannot help but feel, whoa, it's just, mm -hmm. it's it's glory, it's breathtaking, it's bigger than you. And then you go, I'm gonna cross that in one day. Are you kidding me? Mm. It's a view of faith. It's just, it's a lovely, great spiritual place to be. So for six months, we train people and we call it Rim to Him because it really is not about us putting a badge on our chest to say, I crossed the Grand Canyon, I did Rim to Rim. That's kind of a, uh, a statement. If someone says you did Rim to Rim, people that know what that means, they, the next question will probably be, well, how long? Well, how long did it take you? Um, what was your time? And we don't go for time. We go as an intentional journey, a pilgrimage, spiritual adventure journey pilgrimage into the deep of the canyon and to see how God, we're gonna need him. We know we're gonna need him. So Jamie came in the last two months, her and her husband and ready to go. And um, we're just a complete like breath of fresh air from the moment you guys got on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> from the moment they're on the bus, there's 40 people from around the nation, all strangers kind of. We've done some soul work prior to Prior to the hike, we come together in a small group training online. There's so we do as much community as we can online and scattered about before we come together and gather uh, for the Grand Canyon. So Jamie and them showed up and um, tell us, tell me a little bit about what that day was for you in the canyon. How did you encounter the Lord in Rim to Him? Well, I think the first thing that um, I was thinking as well you came to us the day before, two days before we left and said, hey, by the way, yeah. um, the what, there was some sort was of a, a mix up with the reservations at yep. the North Rim. So for those of you that may or may not know, the North Rim of the Grand Canyon is super hard to get reservations. There is one hotel and there's nothing else forever and forever miles away around the North Grand, North Rim. So they're really hard. That's the beauty of doing Rim to Him with us. We make all the reservations. We actually make them about 18 months in advance and because um, it's hard to get rooms up there. Well, we come to find out that we had, for whatever reason, it had to have been a God thing because in no way yep. does this ever happen. <laughs> Our rooms were not available for the night that we needed them. They were booked. We only had one night there and it was a night that we weren't planning on being there. So we had to reroute everybody and every everyone was going to be Everyone. hiking from the north rim to the south rim at the same time on the same day which usually it gets split into two days in different groups yep so yep so i ended up hiking sunday which is the day that we had um wanted to hike and um but we had totally just given that to the lord and just were you know hoping to meet some new people because people we knew were hiking sunday and then just the more challenge because we're you know we're crazy like that um <laughs> But we ended up doing it. And not only that, so then we get on the bus to go and there was like, you know, because all of us are now hiking on that same day, mm -hmm. um, we're now, you have, you guys are, you do it so well where you take care of us so well that you know our, our strengths and our weaknesses. So you had us divided up as to like, you know, ones, twos, threes, and fours so that mm -hmm. in certain places, well, I was supposed to be a two, but somehow I 
was called out on the bus in group one. And so <laughs> we're the front of the, like, front of the pack. We're on the day, front of the pack, the day before we're technically, we had been planning to do this and just said, okay, we're gonna go and mm -hmm. we're gonna do ones and we can do this. Uh, we felt confident that we could. Um, we knew it was gonna, you know, not thinking we couldn't. So anyways, you get out there, you got your darn headlamp on. Mm -hmm. um, before that though, you, the night before, you had called all of us to um, do what Rev does really well and put on our war paint. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, you, so one, one of it, one of them, the reasons would be that you want us to have um, our names on the back of our legs so that we can all know who we mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And two, you asked us to write a word of intention or, you know, what is the Lord speaking us? What is the word we're going to carry with us through the canyon, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't get my, I got the word that night, but I thought it was too weird of a word. So I wrote my name on my calf and said, I'll do this, you know, I'll do it at 4 a.m., right? Why not? Because mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of time in the morning before leaving. And sure enough, I woke up and the word was still sure-footed. And so the Lord had me write sure-footed on my arm. And it comes from Psalm 18 mm -hmm. that he will... Um, make us sure-footed as the deer to stand on mountain heights and it just totally has um, speaks to the life that I've been walking through lately and that he is just going to continue to sustain me and help me stand on these really hard places to the point where I can keep climbing up okay. and I thought that so anyway so I had that word written on my arm where was I going with this <laughs> heading into the canyon Heading into the canyon, we have our words on us and um, our headlamps. It's the headlamp. I just oh have to gosh. say, it's my. Oh, is it not the most magical moment? Oh. It's a magical moment. That's the, you asked me my favorite times oh, of the Grand Canyon, rim to rim. It's starting in the complete dark, and I feel like that's a picture of faith too. You, we don't really know what we're saying yes to, but you get this little nope. lamp onto your feet, which is the <laughs> word. But we have this little lamp on our head. And it makes you so focused with every step, but yet you know you're headed into an adventure where I think if God was to show us everything at one time, we might go like, ah, but the fact that it's just kind of just enough for right now. But then when the sun starts to come up, it's, uh, yeah, that's and my, that's my second so favorite time. Yeah, there's no going turning back by the time the sun comes up and you can actually yeah, see where you're at, too, right, by the way. Right. But I was in the front of the pack, you were in the back, and mm -hmm. where we could see with the four, like it was just this, I, you're going to get some amazing pictures out on social media eventually mm -hmm. of all the headlamps. I could see you all, mm -hmm. and then coming down, it was just so beautiful to know that we were all trusting the Lord with our little headlamps, yeah. and I was stumbling a little bit, and I just kept going, sure-footed, I'm sure-footed. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Because um, you couldn't see, I, I was, I still had no, I had never seen the Grand Canyon. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. other than the night before. So I didn't really know what I was walking into yet in the dark. So we get into this Grand Canyon and to, we we just trucked through. We just had an amazing, beautiful time that first half. Uh, the first, the descent, you know, yeah. going down because you go down first. The canyon is the opposite of all right. our mountains. All your hiking. I so tell opposite. people you don't hike into yeah. a valley, which again, I say, is it not faith? <laughs> you're like, you think you're going to go up with Christ, like everything's going to be great. I'm going to ascend high, which we do, but it's often in the descent, the, the going down. Uh, I, I don't, if anyone's ever read Hindspeed on High Places, that's a book where just, it's so allegorical to the journey of faith. And I always think of, of um, Much Afraid, who is trying to go to the high places with the shepherd, but first he takes her down into the canyon. She's like, what is this? But it's a, yeah. it's a test of faith. 
that's what I, that's one of my sayings in my, um, my revelation wellness classes is we have to get low so that we can rise up. Come on. And so we practice that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so we, what was that? The first 13 miles, mm-hmm. just, it was just beautiful. It was peace. It was, um, just fun, just light chatter with a group that we were in. We were all together in a group. Um, and once again, we were the front of the pack. We hit the Phantom Ranch, which is kind of that halfway point. And mm-hmm. we could tell that all of our other groups were kind of getting a little on top of each other. And so we kind of rushed out a little bit. Mm-hmm. We had this beautiful, oh my goodness, moment with uh, one of the shepherds, Billy. Were you with Billy? Yeah, of, yeah. I was with Billy. That needs to, what Billy did with The Rock needs to be I know. Something he, we I do. just did a radio interview with <sighs> Billy earlier today and Lance and Billy was telling that and I said, oh, wow. He was crying. He I, literally was cheering up, sharing the story of the Colorado River. He did that to everyone. We were all in tears. Uh, he had us, so what he did, you know, we talk about the crossing over and like just when we cross over into something, what we need to, what are we going to take with us and we're going to leave behind and like, let's make this a moment. And anyways, I picked up one big old dang rock. <laughs> like It was a big old rock. And I just want to, and the point was, he said, we're going to go and there's a bridge that crosses the Colorado at this point. And this is right before we start going up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just sat there and we all stood along this river, the bridge over the river. And he's like, what are you going to throw in? And let's throw it in. Um, my lovely husband said he threw me in at that point. But yeah, I had to use the, the restroom earlier on and I was getting a little cranky at him at one point because I really needed to find a restroom. I just, and if I could say, we oh. love uh, inviting, we, married couples are welcome to do this. Actually, we encourage it uh, to do bring to him these adventures together because yeah, it gets real and it gets hard <laughs> and holy, hard and holy. And there's nowhere to run. You're in community and it just all shows up and onward yeah. and upward. Yep. So I threw in like responsibility was one of mine. Shame, um, which equals, um, mm. it was just this this thing that rolls into a giant rock, all of my things. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted them gone. And so then the second we get, and there was all of us, and I feel like there was a lot of us that threw in that responsibility rock. There was yeah. just quite a few of us. Yeah. And yeah. we get across that uh, bridge and there was nobody behind us any longer and all of a sudden we get the thing the notification that they're that you guys are kind of in trouble yeah yeah <laughs> we got held so, up by the rangers oh yeah so anyway that so what that did for us and why that's a part of my story is that we were concerned about you guys and we were um, told that there was gonna be I'm trying to fast forward this that uh, eventually as after you guys were dealing with the rangers and it's it's kind of like I think from what I was told they were recognizing us as a group because of the names on our sh- on our cabs. Oh. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. From but from what the Could what I mean, that's the, the people are recognizing and just obviously we're together. People yeah. people are together. Um, and so we were told that ahead of us was going to be a ranger waiting for us. Mm-hmm. And so at a certain point, our shepherds decided that to prevent us from being stopped and having to interrupt our hike, we were going to go out in little pods of three and four, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we've been with a shepherd the entire time we were hiking. And at this point also, we're getting really tired. Yes. You actually, you're actually starting to feel your limits. Your feet are starting. I started, I got a blister. I, you know, I had to stop and get some... Um, damage control with mm-hmm. some mole skin mm-hmm. that, that got real like i did it i didn't think i would have to do mole skin i did it 
And then, um, where were we? So we're getting to the last few miles and it was just me and my lovely husband TJ and I think Chuck Johnson or one, there was a few of us. Yeah. And all of a sudden I started noticing that my dear husband was limping. Mm. I'm like, if he had not had one single injury at any other point of the hiking mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he gets this injury and we're hiking and around this time is when I see this young man. So it had, him. was it around Indian Gardens? Uh, I, it, see, this is all getting blurry. Between Indian Gardens and the three mile, how many miles is that? Between the, oh, that's about a mile and a half. Yeah, Maybe so somewhere in there. Okay. Somewhere in there. Okay, so just I, for, for our listeners, that's about um, somewhere around four miles. This gentleman is about four miles into the canyon and has to turn around and do four miles out of the canyon. And he was not looked like he was prepared for such an endeavor as hiking. No, and that's why I recognized him right away, because here we are dying, and we're, <laughs> I passed him. And like, you know, because we're, we're doing pretty good. We actually, we passed him. He was wearing jeans and yellow Converse mm -hmm. and just a normal t-shirt and a sweatshirt tied around his waist and a, like a notebook stuffed in the back of his pants, like sweatshirt area. And so you recognize this kid, and so you pass him, you're like, yeah, this kid's gonna have a rough time out. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him, Lord. <laughs> and then we keep going and we're doing our thing because we're our motivation is just to kind of be done. Um, yes. Get out of the canyon. Yeah. Our feet are tired. And then TJ gets slower, like, wow, slower. And I'm like, honey, what is going on? He's like, nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. He was being a stinker. Yes. And to the point where he got so slow that this kid passed us again. And I'm going, and I'm in my head, like this turmoil, like, oh my gosh, the kid in the yellow converse passed me. <laughs> okay, God, I am going to just stay here with my husband. I'm going to be, you know, just hang out with him. And he finally, thank you, dear husband. And he finally said, Jamie, just go. Because at this point it was just him and I, and everybody else before us was gone. I'm, I'm, I was like sure they were out of the canyon by now, mm -hmm. and I was just like, I just want to be out with them. Yeah. And I could see nobody behind me, and there was just, and he finally goes, Jamie, you just go. And I was feeling really strong at this point too, mm -hmm. like I had caught another wind, wind, and I was yeah. ready. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like I was like, I'm feeling good, and so he finally said, just go. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And this was at right after the three mile mark. There was like a restroom, I rec remember that. We had just passed that, and I watched this kid just go to where I couldn't see him anymore. So, so I was like, well, it's gonna take me a while if that kid's way so far up that I can't even see him any longer. And I just went and I just put my head down. I had my walking sticks and I get to the one and a half, I know, I know now what it is. I didn't know what that mm -hmm. spot was before. I get to that one and a half mile marker mm -hmm. and I see the kid there. He had stopped and he had a water, like a Dasani type water bottle. Not like a legitimate water bottle. <laughs> yeah, just a plastic. Just you plastic got it at, at, the, at the, the corner market. <laughs> yep. And he was filling it up. And mm -hmm. I just, I saw him smiled and I just kept going. And um, there, at this point, you know, you see people coming in and out because this is like where people will come down yes. and go back up. Yes. And so there were people kind of coming and going, but totally like fresh looking. They're like, hey, look at me. Yeah, you they know? smell like, clean. Hey. They smell like they had a shower. Literally, you can smell them. You can smell they're clean. <laughs> it's, and it's true. Just, you're like, mm -mm. That's just not right right now. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just hear this breathing behind me and I'm going and I put and all of a sudden I look behind me and it's the kid. 
And I'm like, all right. And I just keep going. And his breathing is just like, he's just like right there. You know that feeling like you're someone wants to pass you and you're kind of in their way. Yeah. So I turn around. I'm like, hey, do you want to pass me? And he goes, hell no. <laughs> For the <same laughs> Sorry. He goes, I have, and he just, and he has this really deep, deep voice, and, but he's this young kid. And so it kind of came as a surprise to me. I'm like, oh. And he's like, I have no business being down here. Do you see me? I'm wearing Chuck Taylors. Like he was just, <laughs> I was like, oh, and this is the point where it was, um, I was like, okay. And I just keep going. And this is the part I was referring to where um, the marker on the back of our legs, why it's so important is because in one aspect of the canyon, I was told that it kind of was what kind of got us noticed and kind of almost got us in trouble and people caused worry for people mm -hmm. but that my name on the back of my leg and the people he saw pass him he goes all of a sudden I hear this voice again from behind me can I ask you a question and I turn around and we're just still going I said yeah sure And he's like can I ask you why you have your name written on the back of your leg mm -hmm. and I just said, yeah I said that and I explained to him that we're with a group that um that is here to hike the Grand Canyon in one day and he goes you are doing this whole thing <laughs> and he uh, and I kind of at that point because when I had left TJ I was laughing saying well obviously the Lord wants to do some have a little conversation with him in the canyon alone <laughs> and so so then I asked God, I said, well, what do you want to talk to me about? This is my first time completely alone with you. Yeah. What do you want to say? And I'm guessing within about five minutes of that is when this conversation with this young man happened. Um, and I took the bait right away. I was like, all right, Lord, I'm hearing you loud and clear right now because I was just so empty. I just feel like I could really, I just took it. And I said, and by the way, and we also have these words of intentions you've probably read on some of the back of other people's legs. I said, mine's on my arm. Goes, well, what's your word? Hmm. And I said, mine is sure-footed. And I said, and I explained to him, I said, because in the Bible it says that um, he's going to make us as sure-footed as the deer so that we can stand on the mountain heights. And he goes, are you kidding me right now? Hmm. And I'm like, like, what does this mean? I'm like, oh, am I in trouble? He goes, I have met, and he just kind of starts going, I've met the most amazing people the last four days. It's like, what do you mean? He's like, and he starts telling me his story. Yeah. And this whole time we are hiking this very intense part of a trail. Like, yeah. If you could just imagine this conversation, like, um, he just tells me that he um, just left his home for the first time in his life. He's from Kentucky. Mm. And he was just telling me how um, he doesn't know how he got here. He got in, there was some stuff that happened, and he ended up just getting in his car. Um, grabbing a paper map and just coming to the Grand Canyon he said he just was drawn to this because mm. he knew that he had not seen the world yet and he was bitter about that yeah. um, bitter about the complacency that he grew up around mm. and just wondering who am I is what he was looking for like who is he and I just got to just tell him who he was it was just mm. beautiful I just said Andrew you are being pursued. Mm. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, do you think, and I just started telling him, like, do you think that you being in the Grand Canyon amongst all of this is a coincidence? Right. And he's like, I don't know. That's what I've thought my whole life. It's like, but I'm having a really hard time believing that anymore. Mm. And um, and I, I think I've shared before that with when I've told this story is that there's a lot of this conversation I don't remember. So it's really hard because there's so many good pieces to yeah. it. Um, and direct me if something comes to mind. But 
he was telling me that um, he just wanted to. I said, "Well, what are you? What are you passionate about, Andrew? Yeah. Like, what do you? What do you want to do? You're here now. What?" And he's like, "I don't know." He's like, "This makes me alive. Being here makes me alive." Mm. And I said, "Well, then, what are you gonna do about that?" And that's when he told me, "He's like, I think I'm gonna go. I don't know. I'll just go buy some land out in the middle of nowhere and just go live, live by, by myself." myself. <laughs> by myself and live off the land and that's when I was like oh no you like, said no sir no sir <laughs> that's my favorite everyone no. I just did this podcast so that you could hear those two words no, no sir because there are things in life where we need access denied like someone of like honest loving truth goes no ma'am that's not no no we will not receive that <laughs> Andrew, you were too much of a gift to be to take all this yeah. desire that you have yeah. uh, to want to be a part of this world and then go hide yourself. Like the world needs to see you, and they need to have what you have to offer. And mm. I, and but I told him the truth. I said, but Andrew, that's why you have the Father with you. He is going to give you the strength. And he like all of a sudden in the middle, he's like, yeah, I don't even know how I'm climbing this mountain right now. Mm. How am I doing this? I said because he is making you strong. Yeah. And we talked a lot about how. None of, he is not created to do this in his own strength. He's not created to do any of this in his own strength. He's not created to be, you know, yeah. in relationship with other people. I said, you're going to, you're going to still run up against yeah, people uh-huh. who are against you. Yeah. I said, you're going to need to go get a job. It's going to hurt. And I said, and you're going to find bad bosses, but come on, like that is where the Lord is supposed to fill those needs for you. Cause we talked about some relational issues that he had at home and yeah. said, well, Andrew, you have the most perfect father who just wants to love on you right now. And um, I don't know why, but he was so receptive. Like, there's something about when you are at your physical... Come on. The, the, the break of your physical exertion, like you have given everything that you physically can, that you are just willing to hear the truth in a different way. That's right. And I just finally said, Andrew, are you? do you want to give your life to the Lord? And I'm like, do you want to do this? And he goes... Yeah, I really do. And I said, well, is there anything stopping you? And he said, no, I don't think so. Yes, maybe, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I just said, well, Andrew, that's all you have to do to give your life to the Lord. You just, you just live your life for him. You just let him love you. Yeah. You just let him your strength. You let him make you sure-footed. He wants to take you to the mountaintops, Andrew. He wants to show you how much he loves you and not because of anything you can do, but simply because you are his. And um whatever else I may have said in those moments, you know, and yeah. he was just, yeah, like, okay, I, I think we're gonna do this. And um what else? Like we he told me so much. And then so <laughs> he was so Tell me about his ascent out, like when he came out. Yeah, yeah. What did he do so next? This, the, so as we're walking out, Rev has this beautiful welcoming committee at the top of the outside. And you're, they, are, oh, they are such a sight for like, oh, like, you're like, it's such a sight for sore eyes. And they have these signs and they're cheering your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, Jamie. And I go, and Andrew. <laughs> did they all but, start... Tell me they all started cheering Andrew too, right? Of course they did. Of course they did. Of course they did. 
And I was like, I met him on the trail, and they're like, yay! And so, you know, they're they're so tenderhearted, and they are sensitive to the spirit, and they knew something was up with that. You know, yeah. they could tell like this is important to me right here, this right here that happened. And so I walked up and out with him, and those people, my crew that had finished before me, were up there at the very top. And I had told him, I said, Andrew, I don't know where you're going tonight, because you know, like he'd been telling me that he's sleeping in his car. And I said, but you're welcome to hang out with our family. I don't know. I don't know what tonight is. I've never done this rim to him <laughs> thing. But we're, if I'm around and you're around, you are welcome to be with us. And so I found some of my friends and I said, hey, this is my friend, Andrew. We're going to just pray over him right now. We're just, will you just join me? And so we just prayed him. Um, we prayed over his original design. We told him that he is loved and he, um, that he is going, God is going to give him every step of the way, that there is um, a plan for him. And that we are so thankful for this opportunity to have met and that we know that there is no coincidences in the Lord like this, like that he, this was a destined moment. And I explained to him, I actually told him in the canyon about, I said, Andrew, I wasn't even supposed to talk to you today. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be in the canyon today. Right. I don't, like, I'm not. And then I said, and Andrew, not only am I not supposed to be in the canyon today, even the people who were, were supposed to travel the other direction. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so I said, every little piece of this journey, Andrew, I want you to feel and I want you to know that it's for you. He is pursuing you. And um, he just looked at me. He's like, I cannot wait to write this in my journal. I cannot wait. And I, I left for a little bit. I was trying to find TJ because I heard he came up. And he had <laughs> that, has, that husband of mine. I went back to try to find him. But I was like, it was amazing. Like my body held on mm-hmm. until... The moment we, I was done praying for him, and it was like all of a sudden my body like collapsed almost. Like I almost could, I could barely stand. Like another step was bringing me to emotional like exhaustion, and so I kind of walked the circle. If you haven't been to the canyon, it's kind of hard to explain. But there was like this circle of I was trying to find somebody, and I came back around. It's probably five or ten minutes after I had left Andrew after praying for him, and he was sitting in that exact spot, nose in his journal, just writing, right. feverishly just writing. writing, just head down, just writing. But he had the hugest smile on his face. Like Come on. he had joy. Like I couldn't explain it any more than other just pure joy. Like he knew he had stepped into something bigger than himself. He knew that he was seen and he was heard and he was loved. And yeah. he knew in that moment that the canyon was for him. Yeah. Like he knew it. And there's no so, mistake that he's not there. I think when we when we run away from something in a rebellion or a kind yeah. of a hard heart. When, when our hearts eventually come crashing down. I mean, it's just such a setup. The Lord set Andrew up. The Lord set us up. The Lord was setting everything up. It went against every plan that I had had, that you had had. I'm sure Andrew had no plans of hiking into the canyon that day. He said he wasn't supposed to. He's like, I was not gonna hike into the Grand Canyon. I was just gonna come look over the edge, but something drew me in. Yeah, so something drew him in. He's so good. Ah, this is just, I heard this story. I was just, my jaw was on the floor. Um, Tell me about it. We've never, of you know, all our six rim to rims, rim to hymns that we've done, uh, we have not had a salvation story. And this was like, Lord, you just keep <laughs> topping yourself. I don't know what you're going to do next year, but permission granted. <laughs> yep. Permission. Mess it all up. Let's yeah, do it. Do it. Just remind me when I panic again that <laughs> you're always faithful in all these all these mix-ups. So that is yeah. so good. That's such a good story. So we hope if Andrew's hearing us in any way, who yes. knows? But 
um, Andrew deeply loved, deeply pursued, and we're just so grateful that our, our lives could collide with yours. And by the way, Andrew, God couldn't have picked a perfect mother of many, which is <laughs> Jamie's, is the, the no sir, no sir. sir. <laughs> I'll steer you, let me help you here as a mother of many to get you to the life that God's created for you. It's so good. So tell me, Jamie, what are you taking away from the canyon from your Rim to Him experience? That he pursues each and every one of us in that way. Mm. Like each, he loves us so much that he will literally flip the canyon backwards and upside down for us. So good, amen. And that we're all off the hook. Yeah, we are all off the hook. Yeah, I am not responsible. Yeah, and I'm not responsible for his salvation. I don't know where he is, but I know that the Lord is pursuing him so mightily. He proved it to me that I don't have to worry about where Andrew is because I know the Lord is with him. Amen. And I love how you would throw away responsibility that the weightiness, I always say to our instructors, if you feel heavy, and I'm guilty of this, on the days you feel heavy, you feel weary, you feel just it's too much somewhere we started carrying a gospel that's heavy. We started Mm -hmm. carrying the weight of the gospel and it's not heavy. It's meant to be light. He carries it. So that in just that act of throwing away responsibility, that's when the Lord goes, okay, let's have some fun. Let's bring this young man, Andrew of mine, with this daughter of mine. Let them have an honest conversation. You had no, no weren't planning to save a life. Nobody was looking for it. Andrew wasn't looking to be saved. It was just an honest conversation of two weary bodies, weary bodies. That's what we love about our ministry here is there's some, like you said, we could go low. We get, let's just work out this flesh thing. Let's just take care Mm -hmm. of that because it's in the way, but it's also useful if we get it to get behind us and and be yoked to the spirit of God. Because Andrew has Mm -hmm. a body, he's out in the world. Um, I just feel like uh, Andrew's such a pioneer. The fact that he would load up his car and just go out for it, which makes sense that in a default flesh pattern or thought process, it'd be like, well, I'm just gonna buy some land and I'll be a pioneer out by myself. (laughs) When the truth is a real pioneer, a true pioneer prepares and blazes the trail for others to come behind and settles in a good land for others to settle to, Mm. that it's spacious and big and there's plenty for all. So you are a really good trailblazer yourself, Jamie. Yeah. Well, I had thought had two thoughts real quick. Is one, how amazing is it? I'm just realizing that Andrew, that meeting happened on both of our ways up. Like he also had to go down first before yeah. we met. Amen. I'm just like, and also the word the sure-footed, like the deer, they're light. The Lord makes them light. That right. is their original design. Yeah. Yeah. You don't <laughs> see a deer like dragging the feet. Like no. If they lay down, if a deer's tired, they lay down. And when they're up on their feet, it's fast and quick and light. Amen. Sure footed as deer. Mm-hmm. So good. And final question, what would you say to someone who it feels like they, they're facing a big risk, that they're, they're they need, they're considering a big risk, may, whether or not it's sign up for a rim to him or whatever it is, but it feels risky. What would you say to somebody? He qualifies or he equips the qualified how is that saying go he called um, he he equips yeah. the called he equips the called he equips the called yeah. that is like honestly i have i have never i am i i am not fit for any of the roles that i'm in you know yeah. i am not fit to be the mother of seven children but the lord mm. he he fits me for that um yeah i you know i shouldn't 
I have he's given me a body a strong body to do these things he's gifted me these things he gives me the things that um, I need to do the things that he's called me into he usually calls me into the things first and then equips me second yeah uh, that's right I, I trust him I trust him so much you have to know your Lord you have to know who you are because you, you first you have to know whose you are right mm -hmm. that's something we're taught and I know I'm learning more and more whose I am and he has got my back <laughs> he's got my back and he wants people to know him and if he wants to use me to do that I just say okay like, amen I always love the picture of he has our back but he's kind of like I don't want to say like a stage mom but he wants us to step <laughs> out like get in the light yeah. push us out like he has our back but he kind of pushes sometimes yeah. by going come on and any area that you feel nauseous and kind of we say it diarrhea like I don't know if I could do this but you feel him on your back it's a it's a place where he wants to shine on you so trust it yeah. love it well thank you Jamie so much for taking the time would you pray for us before we go uh, yes um, oh Lord thank you so much for um, this time that Elisa has just set aside for me to be able to share the story that you have set before me um, we just continue we just pray over you Andrew we pray over Andrew we just know that you are with him continue to open his eyes Lord, to you and the way that you are pursuing him. And if anybody else is um, listening to this and wants to know the Lord um, and how much he loves them and he's pursuing them, just open their eyes, Lord. He is there. Uh, we thank you that you are always there and that you pursue us mightily. Um, we ask that you continue to give us the boldness to be trailblazers. Yeah. Show us the trail of, in front of us yeah. and continue to let us and remind us to know that you have called us to be sure-footed as the deer, <sighs> to stand on mountain heights, mm -hmm. and that you will give us the strength to bend the bow of bronze. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you for your strength and that you show your strength in our weakness. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jamie. Love you. Bye. Say hi to Love TJ. You, I will. Okay. He's at dance class right now. Oh, he's at dance class. Um, he's not dancing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a vision of TJ dancing. I'm like, there is something okay. I did not learn about TJ on this trip. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things. But <laughs> well, until we meet again. <laughs> Tell again. Exactly. All right, Elisa. Bye. Take care. See you later. <laughs>